In the epoch of the third wave of social media, as humanity was ensnared in the whirl of binary codes, flashing screens, and silent exchanges, a paradigm shift beckoned. A cadre of enterprising engineers, technologists, and officials proudly announced the unveiling of the Oroscope. This name referred to its intriguing design as an empathy enhancer, which augmented one's ability to access and experience the essence of another. It functioned as a sophisticated biopsycho-social network, crafted to amplify the empathic bonds between humans and across all civilization. Whereas previous telecommunication iterations connected people superficially and ultimately into separate antagonistic groups, the horoscope touted depth of relating. Its architects promised an end to perennial discord and prophesied a golden age where shared sensibilities and emotional understanding would become the most unifying force on the planet. Thus it was adopted eagerly. Throngs of new users learned how the horoscope integrated seamlessly into daily life and personal expression. A combination of stylish and discreet headwear, glasses, jewelry, skin patches, or bodysuits for the most immersive effects, and micro-implants, all interfaced with each user's nervous system. Neuroimaging scans interpreted brain activity and identified patterns that corresponded to moods and psychological states. Haptic feedback encoded vibrations and physical sensations. Miniature cameras with emotion recognition AI captured data from other faces during interactions, and biometric sensors recorded heart rate, body temperature, and skin conductance. All this info was then converted into a format that could be transmitted, received, and regenerated among all devices and into the mind-body complex of other users. At first, the horoscope seemed to function as advertised. A society once fractious began to hum with insight. Reviving conversation and luxuriating in curiosity, many surmised that humanity might have stumbled upon a path to peace. Yet beneath the surface glow, a serpent was lurking in the shadows of this prospective Eden. Was each user importing empathy for another's true condition, or empathy for that person's empathy for someone else's? As the banks between minds receded, a confluence of feeling flooded each psyche. When billions more embraced the horoscope, and every user was wearing the heart of others on their own sleeves, it was unclear whose emotions were whose, or what purpose they served anymore, beyond nebulous stimulation. But that was of scant concern to the plurality coalescing into a monoculture. And then there was Kindria, a young artist with a fierce spirit and bright mind. At odds with the global conversion, she defied the siren call. She had always thought differently and had a rich inner life. Perhaps this was partly due to her ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Like many neurodivergent individuals, she often struggled to navigate certain social contexts. While the world was ecstatic about the horoscope, Kindria was suspicious. The idea of her internal reality being broadcast, consumed, and manipulated by others was troubling. She protested the commodification of emotion and refuted the network's claim of the full taste of empathy on demand. The horoscope's popularity led to its mandate, first in schools and then in places of employment. Governments asserted that it was necessary to guide them to an empathic utopia. But Kindria and a few of her friends saw a tool for control an intricate way to shape public perception and suppress dissent. Kindria and a minority 
could see this because they were immune to the horoscope's effects. Symptoms of neurodevelopmental diagnoses like ADHD were often pathologized as empathy deficits. However, divergent modes of attention, learning styles, or energy and arousal patterns were typically what would hinder their perceived interpersonal effectiveness in predefined social environments like classrooms or cubicles. This also contributed to the stigma associated with this cluster of mental health conditions. Again, neurodivergent individuals like Kindria did not necessarily lack care or compassion. The interference patterns that arose from differences in cognitive and sensory processing often impacted her encounters and emotional appraisals. These so-called symptoms of her life in the former world, combined with her exceptional creativity, underpinned her immunity to the horoscope. Uniquely more objective, she scrutinized the risks out of concern for others. In this sea of conformity, Kindria became a beacon of hope for diversity. She was joined by a small band of other intact personalities whose own atypical neural patterns also obstructed the mechanics of the horoscope. These unassuming heroes mounted a rebellion against the technological juggernaut. The activists and their self-determination movement were known as the Variants. The Dark Horse mission to undermine the supremacy of the horoscope was fraught with rebuke from authority figures, but Kindria, with her galvanizing leadership and vanguard vision was undeterred, while their wills were tested against a society that had unwittingly surrendered its freedom. The Variants eventually infiltrated the highest levels of command, parsed the complex cybernetics, and identified whistleblowers to help expose the problems. They developed countermeasures to help users break the tech spell and stabilize their temperaments. The horoscope's masterminds and top stakeholders repudiated Kindria's growing influence and decided to take drastic action to quell the variants and regain control. They reasoned against simply eliminating her and elevating her status to mythic level. Instead, it became clear that they must update the horoscope to fully operate on her too. Then the variants would surely conform. The programming modifications were difficult and only added to the air of mystique cloaking their opponent. Many insiders even feared the involvement of supernatural forces behind the psychic buffer for Kindria and others. When the update was finally ready, Kindria was apprehended under the pretext of a breach of public safety and brought in for questioning at a secure facility. This provided the cover to test the update on her. In a sterile room under the watchful eyes of the authorities, Kindria was seated in embodiment of quiet defiance. The developers presented the latest version of the horoscope designed to penetrate the most resilient minds. With this update, they boasted, those who have eluded our reach will be brought into the fold. As they fitted the horoscope onto Kindria and activated the update, a surge of energy flowed through her. It was not quite invasive empathy, but more like a familiar self-consciousness only magnified. That was because the variants had secretly hacked into the network and turned the update into their Trojan horse. Its activation oriented all users to the new pilot horoscope. Everyone instantly sensed the presence and heard the voice of Kindria. Her words were humble, but imbued with undeniable strength and clarity as she admonished the executives in the room while simultaneously addressing the whole world. 
Empathy is not voyeurism, she insisted. Empathy is not another entertainment subscription. It's not this counterfeit connection. Real empathy is our responsibility. It's meant to be a labor of love. I'm not talking about mere pity. Pity is so passive, like the horoscope. If you have eyes, if you have ears, if you have a heart, then use it. We are already endowed with the instruments for feeling together. In the matrix of domination, the subjugated cannot avoid one side of empathy because the norms and standards of the dominant positionality were always force-fed to all. But the task of the privileged in any situation is to do the work, to fathom the struggle, the marginalized experience, not for some savior buzz, nor self-improvement, but to partner as equals to disrupt the harmful status quo that was previously upheld by indifference and hyper-individuality. Those were the preconditions that led to the demand for the horoscope. But we can change that now. Empathy always mattered because our destinies are intertwined and embedded in the earth. My liberation is bound up in yours and the liberation of all. Kindria's message challenged the insidious scheme, leaving the creators aghast and their attempt to direct the narrative unraveled. Her words, raw and sincere, pierced the hearts and resonated in the minds of the users. The climactic confrontation resolved as the world awakened to the reality of their circumstances. The battle was won not with violence, but with understanding of what makes us human. When the horoscope was finally dismantled, society began to heal. The victory was a celebration of bona fide connection. The restorative justice work resumed but with more earnestness, and the legacy of the horoscope lingered as a cautionary tale, a reminder that feeling with others was valuable up to a point, but then one must act out of care and duty. The variance revolution confirmed that empathy's transformative power lies not in its mass production, but in its thoughtful and gradual practice. In the end, it was Kindria's unweaponized empathy that saved the world. Her unique mind, once deemed an agent of alienation, became the linchpin of liberation, proving once again that it is our multifariousness that makes us marvelous.